exodus of many workers from FMW in 1992, or maybe it was late 91, to form Wing didn't last very long. And after it folded, it led to the founding of IWA Japan. And those three, FMW, Wing, and IWA Japan, really defined the sort of the hardcore style of the early 1990s. And IWA Japan continued on for a while, and in the next episode we're going to talk a lot about what they did uh, that in the special episode 1995, The Year Hardcore Broke. But one of the things that was really interesting was that it was more a showcase for foreign talent than it was for native talent. And while they had some natives who worked really well, uh, some of their Japanese folk were really great at the style, including Nakamaki and Ono, who are going to be featured in this match. But it was foreign talent like Leatherface, like Freddy Krueger, like Jason the Terrible, and especially the Headhunters. And also Terry Funk and Cactus Jack, but we'll talk about them more later. And Terry Gordy, actually, is an interesting note. The match I'm talking about is a late 1994 match between Nakamaki and Ono and the Headhunters in a barbed wire broken glass death match. Now, I don't know if FMW had used glass up to this point. I don't think so, or at least I've never seen it. They're much more into the barbed wire, the swords, and the bombs. And there was really nothing that Wing could do in that sort of bomb space because they never had the money. And IWA Japan really wasn't much better off. They had a better start and were more frequent at the beginning, but it sort of tapered off. If you've never seen the Headhunters, they are a fascinating team. They're big dudes. Three three bills and change is how I've seen them described. I actually think they were closer to four at this point. But they were pretty agile, and they could actually go. I've actually seen a couple of matches where they weren't brawling, where they were actually working, and they're fairly decent. Not great. But they're the type of worker that if you give them something to play with. They know how to make the most of it and then have a match in a traditional sense using those elements. And brawling is the great one. This match is nuts because there are these huge boxes of broken glass on the outside as well as barbed wire boards. And Nakamaki and Ona were, no question, Limited. I can't say that they were great workers, but they had decent timing. And particularly, Ono knew how to sell the hell out of a beating. Nakamaki had better offense, but honestly, I never took him as a threat to the more impressive foreigners, like, great example is the Headhunters. And this match is brilliantly paced. It never loses you. And the brawling is just phenomenally good. It's stiff, particularly from Nakamaki. It's 
fluid, especially from both the headhunters. They got how to not make it feel start and stop, even though the nature of the match requires theatrical pause. It requires a step back from the match to work with the gimmickry, work with the glass, work with the barbed wire boards. That's an element of all this hardcore, or if you want, garbage wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, whatever. That is the element that is common to all of it. You must take yourself out of the match, at least briefly, to present this element. And this is true across all sort of genre wrestling, I guess. Uh, Lucha is a really good example, at least American Lucha, where you have American workers working a luchador style in a non-lucha setting, really. Where you have guys who have a flow of a match, but then have to do these spots that are expected for lucha. You see a lot of this in indie wrestling. Chikara's full of it. Things like the slow-mo. Or the, the classic one that I love from one of the King of Trios where there's an arm bar and it turns into a body wave uh, that goes through the audience. <laughs> it's nuts. But stuff like that, which doesn't necessarily enhance the work of the match, but it gives it a signature that the fans who understand what that is and have latched onto it go into. And now we're at a point where we can kind of see it has folded together where it is both a stylistic choice as well as better incorporated into the brawling and the wrestling. It's all sort of more or less one thing, but at this point you still had these breakouts. You still have this today. It actually happened a lot in the, uh, the match with Kane and... Who was it? Was it the Shield versus Strowman, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus? It was something like... I don't remember who was involved. Where they kept having to sort of break away from the main of the match to tell the story of Kane and Strowman with Strowman getting thrown and crushed in the garbage truck. The finish of this match, though, is the most incredible thing. One of the guys sandwiched between two of the barbed wire boards and then the headhunter doing the moonsault. A guy that size doing a moonsault is always going to be impressive. It reminds me a lot of uh, Brazo del Plata and his, uh, his topes and such that he's somehow doing with that giant beer belly. This is a good match. It is a wonderful spectacle. The way they use the glass, which could be incredibly dangerous. We've seen it backfire a couple of times, but never super bad. Here they use it really smartly. They're really wise in how they use it. The level to which they use it and the amount of time that they use it. This continue. It doesn't necessarily flow like you would expect a great match to flow, but what it does is that it gives you 
just enough connector between these hardcore spots that you can actually connect with the match and never fully go out. This match, more than any, defines for me what IWA was. Because it shows that the traditional work, as we would think of it, was not nearly as important as these spots, as these gimmicks, as these concepts that matches had to flow between. And this led to terrible matches a lot of the time. But here, it really works in guys who understood how to make that flow happen between these peaks. Like I mentioned, the next episode is going to be all about 1995 because I literally couldn't pick between so many matches. And IWA is going to figure prominently, FMW, ECW especially, and WWF even. Because this was a time when things were moving out beyond just the sort of known circle, the brawl had evolved. And we're going to talk about why 1995 was the most important year for that. So stay tuned.